and welcome to the Adaptation Station podcast. This is your host, Nicole. I'm a former special education teacher and currently an ABA therapist at a private center. This podcast is filled with tips and tricks for not only being the best special education teacher you can be in the classroom, but living the best life you can live outside of the classroom as well. After all, I'm all about balance. Hope you guys are excited. Let's jump on in. Hi, and welcome back to another episode of the Adaptation Station podcast. This is another FAQ episode, and this episode is specifically about my job as an ABA therapist. I left the classroom in June of 2019 and started at an ABA center about a week after the school year ended. I work as a master ABA therapist at a local center. And I went on Instagram to ask you guys what questions you had about my job. In this podcast, we'll walk through some of the most common questions I got. I thought this would be helpful if you've been thinking about becoming an ABA therapist or if you're just genuinely curious what I do and more about my job. So the first question is, where do I work? And so this is a little bit different than some of the other ABA therapists I know, but I do work at a center-based facility. So that means that my clients come to the center for therapy. I actually pick up a couple of our clients from their schools and transport them to the center. My center has small therapy rooms for therapists, and we also have a gym, a kitchen, an art room, a playroom, and a library that clients can use. And that's really convenient because you can move your client around to different rooms and work on generalizing some of the skills. But a lot of ABA therapists do go into the home. And my center does have therapists going into the home. I just don't fall on that side. I only work with clients who come to the center. The most common question I get about my job is what exactly I do at my job. So the best way I can describe it is working on ABA programs is really similar to working on your goals page of your IEP. And so uh, some people wanted to know if I worked on IEP goals and we don't because they're very separate. So the school system will do their assessments and design their IEP. A private center will do their own assessments and design their programs. In a best case scenario, the parent will be able to enable the school and the center to work together. And that's what happened with my student. So this center, and it's how I found my job, uh, this BCBA was brought to an IEP meeting by the parent. So the BCBA and I were able to work together to design the IEP, and a lot of the programs are similar to the IEP. But if there's not communication between the center and the school, then they're going to be separate. And that communication can only come from the parents. So a BCBA can't call up a teacher and just start talking. The parent has to enable that communication. So that's kind of the difference between the two. The pay and benefits uh, can vary greatly based on both where you live and your credentials. So I've heard of people being paid anywhere from $12 to $30 an hour. So usually it's going to be on the lower end for those who have no degrees and on the higher end are going to be for people who have degrees related to the field of ABA. And so I also work part-time, so I don't have access to insurance or similar benefits. I am married and I'm able to access all of that from my husband's job, so that was not a concern for me. But if you're thinking about taking the leap and you are the provider of insurance for yourself or your family, that's definitely something that you'd want to think about. I don't know if there are ABA centers out there where you can get benefits and insurance. I just know that I don't. 
Some people asked what requirements I needed. I'm not actually sure what requirements are needed because I already had a graduate certificate and applied behavior analysis. So it kind of checked whatever boxes there were for me. I do know that other therapists at my center have had to take the RBT process. That's a registered behavior technician. You can learn more about that on the apply or the BCBA website. And I do have a blog post linked in the description of this podcast that has links in there that can help you. Uh, but I know that the more experience and certificates you have, the higher you'll be paid, which makes sense. But I hope that helps a little bit. Uh, I've also had a lot of people ask me if I am on the track to become a BCBA. I don't have plans to pursue that right now, but I would be able to do that if I wanted to. And I'm just not sure I want to be a board certified behavior analyst. I'm, I've only been working at the center for five months. I definitely want to give it more time before I make any decision, but I do know that that track is there so I can go to my BCBAs if and when I decide I'm ready and tell them that I want to get on the track and I would be able to do that. There are several people at my center who are working on their supervision, their paperwork, and those types of things because they are they are on the BCBA track. So what my hours are like are, and it's very dependent, I've talked about this in my podcast before, so I work full days on Tuesdays and Fridays. So I tried to stack hours to make those both full days because that was just easy in my head to know On Tuesdays and Fridays, I'm at the center from morning until evening. I also have one small shift on Thursday afternoons because they just needed more coverage, but I was able to pick the days and times that I wanted to work when my schedule was set. So I knew I didn't want to work Mondays, so I just put that as a no availability. Or I could say I'm not available until 10 a.m. Or I could say I'm not available after 2 p.m. And then my schedule is built based off of my availability. And we change our schedules three times a year. So the schedule I'm on right now will run through December. I'll get a new schedule for January, and then they do new schedules in the summer as well. I can also pick up shifts as needed. So when therapists are out, their shifts go onto a coverage sheet, and then if I see a shift, I can grab it. So sometimes if I see shifts on Thursday mornings, I'll grab those and then go spend the day at the center. It just depends on what pops up. An important thing that I wanted to note was I only get paid for the hours I work, which makes sense, but that does mean that when a center is closed for a holiday, I won't get paid. If my client calls out sick, I won't get paid, and if I go on vacation, I won't get paid. So this came up actually this week that I'm recording it. My client was sick, and so I had to go back in my planner and make sure I note that so I don't accidentally log time that I didn't work. And that does mean between that and the Thanksgiving holiday coming up, my paycheck will be shorter this month uh, due to things that I couldn't control. And so while I still make pretty steady money because I do have five different clients on my schedule, so even if one client is sick or traveling, I still have four more to work with, that does mean that my pay can vary a little bit and I need to keep an eye on that. And I just wanted to mention that because if I was solely dependent on this paycheck, having to miss the Thanksgiving holiday could really affect my pay. Now I'm lucky that, again, as I mentioned, I am married and so my husband, it brings money into the home as well. But if I was single and having to pay for everything on my own, that's something that I'd want to keep an eye on. 
but again, I can go pick up coverage just if I need to. So I've actually done that because I know that we're going to be closed for Thanksgiving and I actually have about 17 hours that I won't be able to work just due to closures or um, soon as being sick, but I've picked up a couple of extra hours from coverage that will help balance that out, if that makes sense. So the last two questions was, how is the job similar and different from teaching? So the way that it's similar is, as I mentioned, it's just like working on IEPs. And I'm actually working with one of my former students right now, so that really doesn't feel different at all. I'm still communicating with parents on a limited basis. I'm able to plan and implement fun activities and community outings with my clients. So a lot of that Working on a goal, taking the data, tracking the progress, all of that is pretty similar. And I do have flexibility that I can bring in materials if I want to to work on those goals. The way that the job is different from teaching is I have a lot less responsibility. So now my BCBA is basically the case manager. So in the school system that I worked in, I did serve as a case manager for all of my students. But I don't have to manage any cases at my center. I'm not responsible for doing the testing. I'm not responsible for designing the curriculum. I don't hold meetings or deal directly with parent concerns. My parent communication is more when the parent picks the child up from the center. If I was the last therapist, I'll just kind of communicate how the day was and what we worked on. But if the parent has a concern, the BCBA would be dealing with that. My job is just to work on programs, so it's a lot easier to walk away at the end of the day. And I would say overall, my stress and anxiety has gone down significantly. I do want to say that there are a lot of parts of teaching that I miss. There is a part of my personality that is a bit of a control freak. And when you're a self-contained teacher and you're a control freak, that's like a control freak's paradise because you have to be on top of everything. And I really enjoyed running a classroom and I really enjoyed the people I worked with. I adored the students and I miss all of that. However, I can tell by my overall health, this has been a really good switch for me personally. Um, and if you wanted to hear about some of the other jobs that I considered, I will link that blog in the description of this podcast. I did a blog with some of the other jobs I considered, and some of them were still in schools. But I've ended up being really happy with the decision that I've made and my job now. You can reach out to me or comment if you have any remaining questions. I will try and answer those the best that I can. But I hope that this was really helpful for those of you who have been curious about what I do as an ABA therapist. Thank you for tuning in, and I'll talk again soon. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the podcast. If you like what you heard, I would greatly appreciate if you left me some feedback. And if you want to hear more, go ahead and give me a follow. While you're at it, come say hi on social media. You can find me at Adaptation Station on Instagram, Facebook, Pinterest, and AdaptationStation.net. It's taco night in my house, so I'm going to go have a delicious dinner and a margarita, and I will talk to you guys again next Friday. <laughs>